Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 79. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we have for you probably the most chuck full podcast <laughs> that you will ever hear from the gspn.tv network. You're rotten. I mean, we have so much planned. I just don't know how we're going to fit it all in one episode. And of course, what I mean by that is uh, I got nothing. <laughs> Another week where things have been just so darn. Don't make excuses. Look, we're awesome. just running out of things to talk about. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it at all. No, I know. I've... Sorry. Okay, but I, I, things have been awesome, and yes. and if, if anything, that it is a great thing that unfortunately I I have to take some time and say, okay, with the schedule. How do I fit this all in? Because right now, our business is firing on all cylinders. Right. I mean, everything's hitting. I mean, we have record equipment sales, like, out of this roof. It's. I think I'm processing, Stephanie, right around uh, 7 to 15 equipment orders each week now, which is... Wow. There's a lot. That is a lot of orders. Um, then not only that, but the, every single day I get requests for new consulting clients every day I'm getting a request Mm -hmm. and you know, of course those, those hours fill up and then all of a sudden I look and say, Hmm, how is, how am I going to fit in show prep? You know? And of course this week something really exciting is happening. Okay. Something exciting is happening. Am I supposed to? I'm actually going to be teaching oh, that's Sunday right. okay, I'm at like, church. Well, I didn't know if it was something new that happened since the last time I spoke to you or right. if you were doing that whole fishing thing where nope. you, yeah, you yeah. totally expect me to be psychic and able to read your mind and all that. No, no, no. This one's you already know about it. Okay. So this week I've actually, I've actually blocked out about 15 hours of my time uh, between this pre, you know, between Monday of this week. Uh, and today, of course, when we're recording is Thursday uh, and all the way through Saturday evening, I've right. blocked out a total of 15 hours of my time to sit down and prepare what I'm going to be talking about Sunday, which is the use of, or the power of online community. Did you ever actually say what you're going to be? Did you ever actually say that you're going to be teaching at Watermark? Uh, like yeah, just I think now? So. I did, think so. Did, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to be I totally te- missed that part. So, so I, it, it's not necessarily preaching, preaching like right. I used to preach. It's teaching. But, um, it's you know, sharing. I, I was, we were, we had our Bible study group over the house last night. And I, I said, you know, I, I'm going to be teaching at, at Watermark this weekend. And, and they said, really? What about, what are you going to teach about? And I said, I'm going to talk about, you know, Facebook and, and the power of on, you know, right. but more specific or more generally the power of on com- online community. Yes. They said, well, when you teach on Sunday mornings, aren't you supposed to like use, you know, teach about Bible right, sort right. of stuff? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Hebrews three twelve through 14 that says, see to it, brothers, that none Which of you not the first time has a shared that sinful, this unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till, till the, the end, end the, the confidence, confidence that, that we had, had at first. first. Yeah, I've heard that one 
or two times. So I said, Um, that's going to be my scripture. It's encourage one another daily. And or how are we going to carry that out as a church today? Right. And then I'm going to talk about the the power of online community. Very cool. So um, April in the chat room says, will there be a podcast? Well, of course there will. So for those of you who listen to the watermark and like the, you know, refreshing change to hear Chad, you'll actually get to hear Cliff again. That's right. Uh, I'd like to uh, play something. I've gotten permission already from my great friend Tess okay. to play this in my sermon. But just if anybody who is listening to this, I haven't got permission to play it in the Family from the Heart show. Well, but then maybe you should wait. No, she's she, right here in the chat room. So just. T- well, is she in the chat room? Yeah. Tess, are you here? <laughs> no, I'm lying to you. Uh, well, I don't see Tess. I do. She's right there. I don't see her. Seriously. Oh, seriously? See, seriously. I see, I see MC Nation. The water cooler people knew this already. Okay. And if you go up. Oh, well. Several. Oh, well, there she is. See? Tess, can I play? Can I play the audio clip uh, to talk about the watermark sermons? Because I, I think it really speaks a lot of uh, value. And if not, just say no. But uh, and, and I, she says sure. See, I, I didn't think she. She's. I mean, it's going to go in a podcast anyway. So, is this another thing that that you're turning into your your um, teaching prep? Yes. Because if so, no. I'm just going to take my headphones off and leave. I'm no. Just- <laughs> no, 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 no. But but I just wanted to. Okay. Let people know, because there's a lot of people who listen to Family from the yes, Heart that have no idea what the Watermark Sermon is. And of course, um, you know, to be honest with you, if, if I knew, you know, so-and-so's church, most of the times that's just not all that exciting, right. you know, but the Watermark Sermons really are. And I, that's one of the things I love about our church is the, the stuff. So here's what Tess has to say um, about the Watermark Sermons. Hi Cliff, this is Tess from London. Um, just wanted to give you some voice feedback on the uh, latest Watermark sermon, the Truth or Snare episode. And I thought this was absolutely fantastic. I haven't really listened to Watermark um, sermons before, but this one was just uh, just so valuable, actually. I mean, even, even as an atheist, I was listening to it and thinking, this is just absolutely fantastically applicable to my life um especially where he's talking about the the various lies that we can believe and the impact that we have on our that it has on our lives the the one that struck me in particular was when he was saying um if you believe that your value comes from what you do and uh and then you, this this can have a detrimental effect on your life as you're, you're you're struggling to overachieve all the time and trying to prove your value by competing with other people and that's something I've struggled with immensely and what really struck me was how it was um it was so applicable to me this whole sermon was so applicable and useful even though I don't even believe in God I mean it's just it just reminded me of how um of of all the reasons why I enjoyed going to church even though I was never really a never really a strong believer i just always liked being there because of this dedication to to uh understanding oneself and living for virtue that you just don't find in most of society um so i'm really happy that you've included these the watermark sermons in the feed it's been really really helpful to me thank you very much so there you go. That gives you an idea of just how some people re- would react, even though there's no real personal connection to to our pastor. So, it, but just being able to hear those 
messages online. I think that they're uh, they are amazing, I, and I'm very proud of our church's uh, messages that are that are released. And of course, the one where I'm going to be teaching it probably be a lower caliper uh, <laughs> than than those. I mean, and I'm not just saying false humility. I, I'm always really nervous on days when I actually but you know preach what? I, or I, teach. honestly, I don't I don't see that being a problem this time. This time. Number one, you're talking about something that you're absolutely passionate about. Yes. That you know is truth. Yeah. And that you've seen in action. Yeah. And so my my I concern is how am I going to stay on topic? That's a that would be that's the big problem. And how do I fit everything I want to say in? Right. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. That's where that's where the 10 to 15 hours yeah. of preparation comes from. <laughs> right. So, so something, you know, Tess is in the chat room. Yeah, Tess is in the chat room. And, um, while we were listening to that, to that call, she typed in the chat room, actually, I'm not really an atheist anymore. And she goes, hmm. So, so that that, is awesome. It is awesome. We are very excited. And, uh, Tess and I have had a wonderful relationship that, and, and she's, she's actually going to be featured, not just the audio feedback up, but I'm going to feature, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the power of online community. Uh, there are gonna be two different things that I'll talk about. One is going to be I'm gonna talk about the benefits of how we can encourage one another daily. So basically, how we can extend our relationships week day after day after right. day between Sundays. So it's right. we can have these online virtual meetings between the meetings, right? Kind of things, and and so that's one major aspect of it. And the other major aspect of it is how we could just be living our lives. Hopefully, a life that is, you know, has some kind of resemblance of I. I have these values and principles that God is uh, calling me to in my life, and people will recognize those. And right. and how we living our lives in such a way can help people to be open to coming to us for talking to us about our faith. And uh, and you don't have to get in their face and say, "Oh, here's my scripture verse of the day," and. You know, hey, here's my invite right. to come to church right. this week. It, it's it can you be can something be yourself, great. exactly, and it can be yeah, refreshing. So if anybody's interested in that, um, you go to gspn.tv. There are tons of lists of podcasts out there, uh, but un- there's a section called Balanced Living Podcast, and Watermark Community is Isn't one of there. them. Right, and it will be the it'll be it'll say Watermark Sermon. Um, it'll say February or it'll say October 10, 2009. 11th. What? Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. October 11th. You're absolutely correct. So anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I know you are. Yeah. I'm sad that I'll miss it. I am. I have nursery and, and I'm sad that I'll miss it. Um, I think mainly because I want to see how you go about talking about it mm-hmm. um in the past whenever i would be there now when we were in the nazarene church it was preachy <laughs> yeah i was and, preachy preachy um yeah and you were all high and mighty and really good at it too and um you've changed a lot i was uh, no high and mighty. how about i was all holier than thou <laughs> that's true yes yeah. and um so but i would sit there and watch you and i would i would could 
um, critique you. Yes. And, and I would notice every flaw and every, every stutter or every misspoken word. And, um, you mean like Abraham splitting the Red Sea? Like Abraham splitting the Red Sea. Exactly. Yes. And, um, which for those of you who don't know, <laughs> it was Moses, not Abraham. Right. And so it was. And there was always that one where I did the life of Joseph. Oh my goodness. And in one he sermon. He ran out butt naked. <laughs> butt naked. But naked. Yeah. Which I'm telling you, you don't say from the pulpit in a Nazarene church. Not in the Nazarene Just church. Although, so you know. In our church, uh, our pastor. Talks sh- about pooping every week. <laughs> he, talk, he he says, you know, people, they just didn't sit on. We don't sit on our spiritual assets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, so, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's completely different. Um, we have a diff- it's a different environment. Environment. And um, so you say, you're saying you wish you were there because why? This time? Because it's different. Oh, okay. It's it's different that we have real community with these people, right? And um, I don't think we had that before. I would agree. And we had that with like two or three people, right? Before, right? But not the majority of the people, right? And um, they were all before. You know, everyone was older, and they looked down on us because of our age. And yeah. so, I mean, it's just it's just. A completely different experience. Yeah. And I can tell you, I will probably not go back and listen to it. (laughs) I know you won't. Because I don't do that. I know you don't. um, I'm going to talk all about you the entire time. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. It's so funny. Our friend Trisha was over here last night. She is racking her brain for a story. She's like, how can, how can I get clips to fit me, fit me into a story? She goes, I want to be, I want to be talked about on stage. Yeah. So I got to find some kind of way to include Trisha. In our story, I have no idea. What I'll I'll have to go through and find a very embarrassing Facebook. Oh, that post. would not be nice. <laughs> that would not be nice. I do. By the way, I do have a very juicy, very funny <laughs> uh, Facebook update that is going to get a lot of laughs. Right. And I had to. I literally. I called. You weren't going to. I, I told you to. I call, I had to call and get permission. Otherwise, yeah. my wife would have beat me. I I would have because. She's going to be in nursery with me, so yep. she won't be there. And so. anyway, so um, I'm excited for you. I am I am upset that I'm going to miss it, but I might be able to peek in a few times. You know, I'm just right around the corner from the sound booth. This is so. this is the first time because I've I've done a. By the way, folks, I've done a lot of preaching. There may be folks out there that don't know this that I used to be an associate pastor of a small Nazarene church, so I I used to preach a lot. And uh, <laughs> what nothing. What are you laughing at? I was going to say, in these four walls, you still do. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I used to preach a lot. But every single time I would preach or would the opportunity would arise for me to preach, I would always get knots in my stomach. Yeah. And, and Charlie horses. I, every, exactly. My, I, <gasps> I would get so I would get so nervous. Sunday morning, right. every single time I preach, I would get Charlie horses. Would get, I would be that tense. Yeah. And I mean, it's like I had to, to end up walk off. I don't think you'll the, get that this time. I don't think so either. I don't. It's completely different. I mean, because I feel like, you know, before I felt like it was forced. When I felt the first, when I initially felt that call to ministry in my life, I, I, I recognized that God wanted me to, to live a life devoted to ministry <laughs> in the church. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I shared that with somebody, the only way that it seemed to be, um, 
acceptable to to dedicate your life to ministry was well well you gosh did, you need to be a preacher you're gonna be you're gonna that means we're gonna put you into this mold right. called the pastor right and so it, it was it, that was never my thing you know and and you know they say let's one of the things you'll have to do as a pastor is you'll need to preach mm-hmm. and and can i just say that there was one time when uh you know the 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 elders of the church some of the men got together four of them took me out to dinner and they sit there and said now here's the thing and by the way this is after i had preached several times and my my pastor our pastor at the time had gone on sabbatical uh which uh if you don't know what that means it's 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 somewhat of an extended vacation uh because you've been burned out by your congregation uh <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so, so are you, are you still harboring a little bitterness? No, I'm just explaining what a sabbatical is. That is exactly what a sabbatical is. You're burned out. You need some time off. Well, that's exactly what it it doesn't have to be burnout. I mean, your family could be going through, you know, it could be, um, medical reasons. I mean, there are other reasons for a sabbatical. A sabbatical is simply taking a leave of absence. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, anyway, he had taken a sabbatical and I'm in charge of filling the pulpit is what they would call it uh, while he's gone. And so I was taken out to lunch so that they could sit down and talk to me. And I was told what I would be preaching about, Uh what I would say during those sermons and I was. Weren't you even told what scripture verses to use? I was. I yeah. well, they didn't tell me what scripture oh, okay. verses to use, but they said that I needed to submit in writing for their approval what I would preach. I mean, like, why won't why don't one of you guys just get up there and do I, it? I resigned three days after that yes, meeting. You, yes. I resigned we three days it. after that meeting. Oh, yeah. by the way, I was told um I was given twenty five dollars to buy Stephanie a longer skirt. Yeah. Uh that day as well. Right. Because I was I had Be- been wearing jeans. You had been wearing jeans. Because I had just given birth to a child. Yes. And none of my clothes fit. Yes. Yes. It was, it was, it was very bad. And so we were told, we were, you know, I was talked to during that meeting about what I would preach, how I would preach, what I would say, I'd get approval and you need to teach your wife how to dress. (laughs) And And anyone who's listened to me for long enough (laughs) would know that that didn't go over very well. Stephanie's even talking about wearing her stripper boots to uh, church on Sunday. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to. And (laughs) you really need to stop it. I mean, it's becoming a problem with our children. Do you know? It's so funny, Stephanie. Okay. I don't know what part of it is funny to you. We have the title for this episode already. Are we, are we changing? Yeah, we can change from that. We're changing gears now. Okay. Just know that I resigned three days afterwards and have never looked back. Except with contempt and bitterness that sometimes I still have to pray. I sometimes I still have to pray through. Right. Go ahead. We can now talk about your stripper boots. Okay. So here's the thing. All right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Troy says strippers call them Stephanie boots. That's awesome. (laughs) Here's the thing. I have a pair of boots that come to right below my knee. Yes. And they have probably an inch and a half heel on them. Yes. Right. Yes. I'd say it's an inch and a half. But when you're 5'3", sometimes you need an inch and a half okay. to feel good about yourself. And and, there, and these I'm boots kidding. are usually worn with a skirt that is a skirt. A, that comes to usually... To a, my knee. Sometimes. I, okay. Now you're making it sound like I wear short skirts, <laughs> which I don't. Okay. Well, 
Okay. Okay. I'm if, sorry. I'm opinion, not Pentecostal I, wearing them down to my ankles. If if, if, a, if, a, if no a, offense intended. If a skirt does not go down below the knee and cover the knee, then, then I can, Cliff does not re- consider it cons- a skirt. I consider it to be a short skirt. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure is you know Megan has a skirt that's gone missing, and I think you've confiscated it. I haven't, but I probably I, I wouldn't put it past myself. I I think that you did, and that I you're didn't. lying to me. So here's the thing: I have these boots. Yes, you do. I love them. Yes, you do. I wear them with dresses. I wear them with skirts. I wear them with jeans. Jeans I have no problem with. Obviously. I'm, of course, now that my calves are skinny enough, I'm going to start tucking my jeans inside. Oh, my gosh. And zipping them up because I can't wait to see your face cringe. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, I don't really say anything about your khaki shorts and that same green shirt that you've had for like four years. So maybe you should sit over there and keep your mouth closed. <laughs> So I have these boots that I really enjoy. Yes, you do. In the winter. And Cliff refers to them as stripper boots, which now my children do also. They they are boots. Right. That That is all they are. I will continue to wear them. And if you don't back off, I will wear them every day. <laughs> I will work out in them. Well, probably not. But I will wear them every day. So there we <laughs> go. me and my shoes alone. And that, my friends, is family from the heart. Tune so, in next no, week. Where no, we'll talk about. So we'll I'm s- still going to go out and buy you an outfit. I wouldn't mind you buying me an outfit. Yes, you would. You hate the way I would dress you. I, I have no idea how you would dress me. Well, the only thing you know, I've the only thing I've ever really been so self conscious of my entire life about being dressed is my gut, and so I've never there. Right. You know, wearing a sweater. You know, it's, sweaters tend to be more form fitting unless it's a big, huge, oversized sweater. Right. And you know what? I'm I'm losing weight. I'm starting to be, feel a little bit more self confident, and so I'm. I'm totally gonna dress you. Well, that's fine. I'm, that's fine. That's fine. And you're gonna wear it, and then I'm gonna make fun of you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. yes. Hey, can I say that the shirt that I'm not not my I'm I'm wearing a double layer today. Okay, because it's kind of chilly outside. Sure. For those who can't, well. Even those on the chat room can't see. But I have on a short sleeve shirt and I have long sleeve shirt underneath of it. Mm-hmm. My long sleeve shirt that I'm wearing, I borrowed from my daughter's closet. Right. I borrowed a shirt from my daughter's closet. That's what you're, I gotcha. That's awesome. I just, it was pretty funny. Can I just share, I, I want to say, you know, for those of you who are not subscribed to the gspn.tv blog, uh, I want to have you go and check out the, the blog. In fact, for those of you who are listening via the uh, via the podcast, go to Family from the Heart, look, look for episode 79, and you will see a link to this blog entry with these photos. Right. Stephanie, these photos are awesome. They're pretty cool. It Basically, and, and I just put a link to it in the chat room for the folks that are in our show live right now. Which uh, my browser is not doing what I need it to do. There we go. So anyway, what we have here, and remind me, I need to go in and update that to actually say that that's Maggie. Okay. <laughs> He's like, who's the girl <laughs> who's in the, the middle? Who's the girl in the middle? <laughs> but uh, not everybody know that, knows that that's Maggie. But anyway, back in July of last year, mm-hmm. Mag, our our friend Maggie, Maggie Mac, uh, she, I think that is that who our voicemails from today. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we, we got a voicemail from Maggie here in just a minute. Uh, but Maggie came by and visited us uh, 
And when she did, we took a photo. We had the kid, one of the kids. Megan did it, I think. Megan took this photo of the three of us in our kitchen. Now, when we did this, we, you know, we were just who we were, right? Right. And if you take a look at the top photo, it is, it is, you know, just who we were. We didn't think anything about it. It's just, you know, this was life as normal. Well, obviously, since then, we've all gotten pretty serious about uh, living a more balanced life. Right. You've heard us here on Family from the Heart talk a lot about different things. Uh, and t- as of today, you know, just a little bit over a year later, as of today, I am now 45. Let me, I need a calculator here. Watch this. Um, I am 45 pounds lighter. Stephanie, you are 57? Yes. Stephanie is 57 pounds lighter. Maggie is 51 pounds lighter. So if you take a look at this photo, because there's the before and after, After, you look down below, you see myself today, Maggie today, and Stephanie today. We are total, between the three of us, 153 pounds lighter. That's awesome. It is. 153 pounds lighter. And I'm telling you, it is awesome amazing and and uh i sent this over to maggie because maggie asked me if i'd make her a before and after picture and and she said she just couldn't stop crying it's just like i had no idea that it was that big of a difference right and i'm like wow you know this is this is amazing and and we're not the only ones i mean i I, if you follow the blog you'll see i'm occasionally putting posts of other people who are trying to pursue a more balanced life. And, you know, Jen Davis has has done the same thing. Right. And and other people in the community are just just dropping off the pounds, getting more healthy and and living a more balanced life. It's it's just really awesome. And so I just want to encourage you folks, if you haven't seen this yet, go to familyfromtheheart.com. Look for episode number 79. Oh, nine. 79. And then there'll be a link to this blog entry so you can go see these photos. Right. You know, the funny thing is that I keep getting this everywhere I go, especially now that the before and after p- picture was posted whatever day last week you actually did that for me. Um, I keep getting people saying, I never saw you as as that big. Like, that. that's what, that's what a lot of people are saying. And... Um, I never saw you as that big. I didn't know you were that big. Um, what, what was the, uh, a friend, which I've talked about already on a podcast. I don't know which one said, um, you carried it well. You carried it well. <laughs> you know, um, not knowing that a, a lot of people never would have guessed that I weighed over 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you look at, and, and I looked at that picture and I'm, I don't let people take a lot of pictures of me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, this, what I'm doing right here with this camera on my face is very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, and I, if you notice, I either have my eyes closed a lot or I look at Cliff. I'm constantly trying to not look at myself right here on the chat room in front of me. I always forget the cameras on and I'm sitting there picking my nose <laughs> all day nice. long. No. Um, <laughs> That's really bad. That's, I'm just, that's really I'm bad. just kidding. So um, <laughs> most of the time, but this is really this is really uncomfortable for me, and I don't let people take a lot of pictures. So it took a very long time mm-hmm. for us to even find a before picture that we could use. And so for me, it's been gradual over, you know, over the last year, seeing the weight come off. It's been it's been a gradual change, but to look 
at the before and after and see, oh my gosh, that really is, that really is a different person. Right. And I was, I was talking on the full time mom with Sarah last week. I said, and you know, the funny thing is, is I don't know who the woman on the left is. That's my fat picture. But I don't know who the woman on the right is yet either. Right. You know, I, I'm still. It's new for you. You're, it is. You it's weigh less now than when we were married, right? Um, almost. Okay. Almost. I, I probably weigh right now. When um no, almost. But then before we got married, yeah. And which will be the smallest that I've been in 13 years. So. Yep. It, it's it's new and it's different and um. And I, I'm growing and changing in ways that I can't quite explain right now. And that is that is weird for me. Well, and this all ties back. It, it, it's amazing how this all ties back. It's almost as though we've planned all this except <laughs> for the stripper boots thing, yeah. uh, <laughs> which was obvious. Which I tied back in also. Yes. So, you know, Tess, the, the audio feedback that I gave was her explaining um, the what she liked about a certain episode of the Watermark Sermon podcast. And that was the, uh, what was it called? The truth or snares. Yes. That was an awesome, awesome message. So tell me, tell me how that message, the, the core point of that message ties in with your weight loss. Okay. Um, the, the funny thing is, is that it was all about the, the message and you heard Tess talk about it a little bit was all about the, the lies that we are told or the lies that we are led to believe. Um, but all about, all about lies in our life and they can be, they can be big. They can be little any size, but the point is, is that they are hindering you. And, um, and so I sat there listening to, to Chad, um, talk that day. And I started to see my life through the lies that I had been told. Um, some of it had to do with my um, sexual abuse as a child. Some of it had to do with my body image because I come from a very long line of heavy people, very long line of heavy people. And um, I, I'm actually even going to tie it into something else that I want to talk about coming up. Um, from the time, from the time I was probably 10, I had just come to accept the fact that I was always going to have a big bottom. I was always going to have big thighs that I was always going to look like this or this was always going to be this way because everyone before me was exactly like that. And not and only they told you that and they told me that. Yeah. Not only did they not only is that what they looked like, but that's what they told me. And so that's what I believed. I just went into being a teenager, into my early adults, into having kids, knowing that I was always going to be like that. Right. Well, last year and by by like that we're talking more, obese morbidly obese absolutely and um so last Which, year by the way i was as well so i'm, right, I'm not no. just throwing that one out there for I know, stephanie no i know um so last year going into my 30th birthday i needed a change i was turning 30 i was so excited i felt grown up and um and i needed a change and i started working out well, the thing, the thing that is so crazy about that is that as I started working out, my bottom got smaller, my thighs got smaller, my breasts got smaller. I started to learn that um, 
this may be a little too personal for some people, but you know, it's it's me. My bottom will always be round. It's very round, but it will not always be big. Right. My thighs will not always be big. I do not have to be fat. Right. So those are the lies that I had to break through to get 50 pound, 57 pounds lighter to where I am now. Right. But what is awesome and what is amazing um, with me finding this out in my 30s, which um, I just I had a consultation at the YMCA with a trainer to go over weights and make sure I was doing them correctly and um, doing the ones that I wanted to do for the parts of my body that I wanted to tone more. And um, and she she was she's probably in her late 40s. And she's like, I'm so proud of you for for knowing this now. I'm so proud of you for finding this out now. And and I was looking at her and I was listening to her and I'm like, but do you know what I'm doing? I'm breaking a cycle and I am revolutionizing the way my daughters yes. will see themselves. Yes. I have a 10 year old. She will be 10 in a few short months who will not go into her preteen, her early teen, her 20s, thinking that she's just got to be that way. Right. Can I just ask you a question, though? Yeah, absolutely. Three or four years ago, yeah. do you recall, did you ever tell Megan that this she's she's got this as well? And- yeah. Oh, I know. She, I, 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 I can't tell you how many times I told her she was just like me. And then in the next breath, I would say, my butt's so fat or, you know, something else. You're just like me. And I would describe myself as like that. And so even though I always tried to shy away from the words of telling her that she was something, I was telling her that she was something. Right. And I'm breaking that now. And I'm breaking that now. Megan's not Megan's not obese. Megan is is overweight. She is overweight. Mm -hmm. But she she was living out. The, she was say, living she out was what living, I was showing her. Exactly. What I was teaching her. Exactly. And and that then you know and the the awesome thing is is that that is being changed. Yes. And I feel like in th- this all ties together with with breaking the lies because um now I have I don't even know if you know this um because I don't share it a lot but my mom was sexually abused when she was a child. I was when I was a child. Um and I feel like there is there is a cycle being broken in me where we don't have to live under those lies and we don't have to let the cycles keep repeating themselves. Things can change. Things can be better. And and I'm hoping that um I, I'm hoping that I'm teaching my daughters something that I was lacking. Right. Which is truth. Yeah. And, you know, basically just changing our lifestyles, it, it has changed has changed all of our children. Right. I mean, our, it, it, we actually have to watch our son. We're, we're, we're going to be having right. some additional think, talks with him because yeah. he's like, I need to go work out. And this boy is he, he's skin and bones. And he is. He, he is the most physically active little boy you've ever met in your life. And he's like, Dad, I just need to go burn another two or three hundred calories on the on the elliptical. And I'm like, <laughs> like no, dude, you need your calories. <laughs> son, go grab your <laughs> another go grab yourself another piece of uh, grilled sure. chicken there yeah, have a piece of pizza <laughs> you need it. You know, have, he, have an extra brownie okay he, the no. boy is no we're not we're not we shoving do. food down him no. but um but we've changed but what we, we are eat. cautioning him we've changed yes. what we eat our our kids are eating things now that i would have never dreamed eating when i was a kid lima beans <laughs> megan <laughs> megan loves lima beans megan loves them matthew gags with each bite yeah and you know here's what here is 
what I find absolutely um, awesome and hilarious at the same time about the changes that we have made. Okay. On Tuesday night, we were all sitting on the couch. We were watching The Biggest Loser. Yeah. The trainer tip comes on and Jillian starts talking about giving up mashed potatoes, giving up potatoes. Try as a substitute mashed cauliflower. Megan's like, that sounds good. Can we try that, Mom? And I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. This is cool. And and of course, um, now we have we have talked to Megan's doctor. Yes. And we have talked to them about, you know, the fact that Megan now this is Megan's decision. This was Megan's decision. This we was not have ours. Not, this is none of ours. Megan's been seeing the changes in us. And she 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 basically says, you know, I, I feel like I want to get more healthy. And she didn't understand what that would be, what that meant. Uh, so we've contacted the doctor and um, and talked to them. We actually joined a free program here in the United States called uh, Walking Works. Walking Works. Um, it, it is a free program, but you have to have a prescription from your doctor yes. to get into it. Yes. And um, so based on based on Megan's, um, it's actually based on her BMI that she was able to get enrolled in this program um, called Walking Works. Where, BMI is Body Mass Index, by the way. Yes. And... Um, so we will be, she actually goes for her first um, consultation tonight. And they said they do, um, they do a little, you know, they'll do like a crunch test to see if, how many crunches she could do and um, a run test and a couple other things, you know, that they're going to test on her and they're going to sit down and, and talk with her. And obviously I have to be there and stuff. And, um, she is she is really excited. She is excited. Which I find although she was quite frustrated with you yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Which time? Um when you kept asking her for her calories. Oh yes. Well she she <laughs> she got excited about counting calories at first. Yes. And uh, I decided to make it a step easier which is to set her up an online account with shapeupclub.com. And uh, so I've set that up and it makes it very easy for her to go in and add her calories. Mm -hmm. But there are some days when she's dead. I just don't want to count my calories today. And I said, well, I think she's learning that it really is a chore. It is. It really is a chore. It's not something that's easy to do. It is not easy to do. I've, and that's the one thing I've, everybody asks, how did you lose it? Are you, are you using Jenny Craig? Are you on Weight Watchers? It's like, are you taking supplement? I mean, how do you lose, you know, 40, you know, 45 pounds since May 1st. How does right. that happen? And I'm like, I count every single calorie. Yeah. I've changed what I eat and I walk three to seven miles every day, five days a week. Right. That's what I do. That's what we do. None of that's easy. No. Although eating it, healthier food is, is becoming more and more easy. Well, yeah, it's easier for you to eat it. It's not becoming any easier for me to cook it. <laughs> all right. But, um, you know, none of it is easy, but it is all worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing in life isn't worth having if it doesn't take a little effort to get. Yeah. You know, but um, so I, I'm I'm excited for Megan and she's excited. But um, anyway, you're, you're what? I just want to say, uh, Steve is in the chat room. He says, I'm very concerned about my, or he doesn't say very, I am concerned, about, I'm concerned with my children getting overweight. I'm trying to change the way that my family eats. Can I just say, Steve, change the way you eat. Absolutely. And the rest will follow. The, the rest will follow. It, I mean, there have been nights, I think Stephanie was very, well, she probably still gets frustrated with me sometimes, 
but she was extremely irate with me on a couple different occasions when I first started changing what I ate because Stephanie would make something and I'm like, I can't eat that. And it's not that, okay, people need to understand it's not that you won't eat it that makes me irate. I know. It is the attitude in which you go <laughs> about gonna, it. I, there's no way I'm going to eat that. Yeah, You I'm, know what? Here, take it in the face because <laughs> it's going in your mouth one way or another. <laughs> Steve, when you change what you eat and your eyes fix something you right. want to eat, it's not advisable that you go and say, what were you thinking? Yeah, that, that's don't, not- <laughs> don't, don't say those words. Learn from Cliff, please. <laughs> it doesn't go well. Um, maybe, maybe his wife is more loving than I am more patient. Yes. But, um, so it wasn't that you wouldn't eat things. It was the way you went about, you know, and it's because the thing is, is I ask you all the time for input on the menu. And I give you input now. Now you do. But when you don't give me input, you don't give me complaints either. You know, that's. And, and there, and by the way, there are still some times when, when, you know, I still question some of the foods that, that we have, but you know, overall, ju- just my desire to eat more healthy. I mean, I'm the one who has really spent the time learning about the Mediterranean style, uh, dietary foods right. and, and, you know, lean meats, you know, chicken and fish and, uh, <laughs> nuts, fruits, vegetables, right whole grains and beans and and all this stuff. I, I'm the one who's learned all this. And Stephanie's Stephanie hasn't listened to all the materials that I have. And so, you know, she doesn't understand why when she fixed something with, uh, what was it, macaroni? You fixed, it was macaroni and cheese. You fixed red meat with it soaked in some kind of uh, oh, sauce. It was it was that beef thing I I, I made. Yeah. So yeah. she so basically the other night and and I mean it's not that huge and of a deal. It wasn't that no you know what I the problem wasn't that you were didn't want the red meat or which is totally bogus to me. Um It's not that I'm against red meat altogether. It's just like it was it was the combination of the fact that we're having red meat which I already eat a lot of red meat when it's taco night, which we have usually once a week. So I get red meat then. And so I, it's like, okay, we, we've just had red meat. And I'm sure we're going to have red meat again within the next seven days. So I, I'm not into the red meat. But at the same time, we also had um, regular pasta for, for the elbow macaroni, which is a lot of just empty right. carbs. Right. So anyway, you'll be glad to know that I bought whole wheat rotini to make mac and cheese with this week did you look to see if they make um pasta out of um spinach and and vegetables um, I, I think I if they do it's not going to be at our grocery well we maybe sh- we should look at a, a specialty store for that Yeah, because we can so afford those groceries and the gas to get there <laughs> but yeah let's talk about that <laughs> all right but um <laughs> sorry i can't sometimes I, I, I just can't hold it back yeah. I, I think they do and a matter of fact if i'm not mistaken we might even be able to go to like Amazon and buy that stuff and have it delivered. Delivered. Okay. Yeah. Well, look into that and, I will. and let me know. But um, I, I'm looking at April's chat here thinking I could so go for some chili cheese fries right now. Um, I won't, <laughs> but I could. And and you know what? Occasionally that's not going to hurt you. No, it's not. The, the... But I, I'll tell you, I don't desire that stuff anymore. Though. I know you don't. Which is funny. We had this talk the other day mm-hmm. that your taste buds have changed. Yes, they have. You don't um, you don't care for the taste of French fries anymore. You know, you don't care for potato chips. All of your favorite staples from before are things that you don't mind going without because they don't taste good to you anymore. Whereas I just have to have some serious self control, right? Because those things still do taste good to me. 
Some yeah. of them anyway. But um, I, I think that that is really not fair. Why can't I lose the taste buds for them as well? I, I think it, it doesn't happen overnight. I've been at this longer than you. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> But okay, I I do know what it takes. I do know what it takes because a lot of it's in my mind. Okay, and it takes it's. I did a podcast episode about this a long time ago. It's called um, Paradigm Shift. Right. But I view I view food differently. Right. And I I was we were talking about this because I still love pizza. I mean, you bring pizza in the house, I'm still going to be tempted to eat six pieces. Right. You know, it's just I I love last time we have pizza. Didn't you? eat six pieces I, I did okay and it, and i felt horrible about it but at, at, at the same time when it when the options come up between now if i was you know it's like hey what are we going to have for dinner we have mo- we have money to to bring in food tonight or to go out to eat and of all the choices if pizza is one of them pizza is never an option that i'm tempted to take right does that make sense oh yeah uh, whereas it's like hands down pizza or anything else <laughs> pizza Right. But today, pizza is, it's like I have no desire for pizza. But if pizza is what's for dinner, I do have a difficult time, um, you know, basically keeping it limited because of that. But when I hear pizza or when I see pizza now, all I think about is the processed flour that's used to make the crust and the grease from the pepperoni. Because if you don't have pepperoni on pizza, what is good is pizza? Um, and and stuff like that, and it's just that it's. I think it's like three hundred minimum, usually of three hundred calories per slice. And I'm like, I might to be able to stay within my calorie budget for the day. I'm limited to two slices of pizza, and two slices of pizza for some it's reason just enough. doesn't right. do it for me. Where right. because a majority of that is all that it, it all those calories are in the crust right it's all in the bread and that crust is immediately going to turn into sugar yeah i and don't it's struggle give with me pizza that, yeah i do i i know you do yep. i i don't it's not something that i ever really liked and and so it's not a struggle but here's a funny story um we were back in june i took my dad i drove my dad to louisville he was supposed to get he was supposed to um, fly to Texas, but that flight ended up being canceled due to weather, so we had to turn around and drive him home. But anyway, that has nothing to do with the story. Okay. The story is I had to pick up my dad to drive him to the airport. And um, I grew up on a big farm. Um, several of my uncles lived there, and, and my grandma, who we call Nanny, lives there also. Well, while I was waiting for my dad to finish getting ready, the kids wanted to go see Nanny. So they walked up to Nanny's house. And dad and I picked them up when we were ready. Stop, go in, say hi, because if you don't, you'll be in trouble. I mean, like serious trouble if you just drive past nannies without saying hello. Mm-hmm. And I go out or I go in and sitting on the counter like there always is. It was early. It, it, it wasn't late in the day. It was early in the afternoon. Um, but sitting on the counter like always is the few scraps that are left over from breakfast. Mm -hmm. Now, the dog will eventually get them when she cleans it all up. Right. But sitting on the plate is this lone piece of bacon. And it looked so lonely. And it was calling my name. It was calling my name. I, I heard it just as clear as I could hear my dad say my name. Right. The bacon was talking to me. The bacon. Yes. Bacon, bacon, bacon. It, it was. It was, eat me. You'll enjoy it. Yep. But I knew I was going to be sitting all day. <laughs> so I, I I was at Nanny's probably for a good 20 minutes 
And I fought. I fought with the bacon in my mind, not out loud. Right. And uh, and and I won. I mm-hmm. did. I didn't eat it. I was very proud of myself. That I mean, that is a serious accomplishment for me. That is awesome to be able to not eat that piece of bacon. So we're in. We're in the car. We're on seventy five, driving south to Louisville. And what do we pass? A Cracker Barrel truck with biscuits and bacon on the side. <laughs> nice. I'm like, this is so out to get me. It was out to get me. Yeah. And um, but I won. So. That is awesome. So I am here on Amazon.com. Okay. Ancient Harvest. Uh, I can't spell. I pronounce this. Is it quinoa? Quinoa veggie curls. It's eight. There are actually it's twelve eight ounce boxes. So it's a lot of pasta for twenty eight twenty. So you're buying it. In, okay. You're right. buying it in bulk, in bulk obviously. Right. But uh, this is what it says here. Oh, I just. Had the it problem is, is that you have to buy it in bulk, and if you don't like it, you're stuck well, with all the love. Well, it, it's pasta, and, and pasta is just going to take on the flavor right. of of whatever you're using, putting in the pasta. Okay. And it's the ingredients are it's made of corn flour, organic uh, quinoa flour, dried red pepper, and dried spinach. Now, the only thing is, is when I hear flour and flour, are those process? You know, are those refined and processed? You know, and right. how are they done? And so. Uh, but anyway, this is the way I'm thinking about food these days, and it's crazy. Anyway, yeah, I mean, you you have completely changed, and um, and I'm glad for that. I really am. I don't want people to think that I'm not. No, I understand. I'm glad and, for and, that, and, and but... I do need to change the way I approach it when we're talking, versus you know, instead of coming as yeah. the know-it-all, you know. I, you know, you called me a food snob the other day. <laughs> Did I really? Yes, <laughs> food snob. Well, you know, let it, me tell you how I really feel. It's so funny because I <laughs> never in a billion years would have ever dreamed that I would be this Well, way. you know, I know why I called you a food snob. What didn't I ask you to try something? I think like, so. Didn't I I want to make I want to make uh chicken alfredo so bad. Yeah, alfredo sauce. Ugh. But it's not like alfredo sauce out of a jar. I make my own. You can see what I put in it. Everything that I put in it is something that you would eat in something else anyway. Have you ever seen me and eat like, a white creamy sauce? Mm, uh, ever. Yeah. What? So um my chicken pot pie has a white creamy sauce in it. And I'm not I'm not too keen on it. That's not true. I mean, I eat it. You don't anymore because I, I don't, don't make it, it anymore. And, it, and it's got way too many calories <laughs> right. in it. But, um, that, you, I mean, you're just... I don't know. You're just a snob. I am a snob. Anyway. Yeah. So I spent I spent the first 13 years of our marriage catering to how you eat because you were picky. And now you're on this new health kick. And I'm going to spend the next 13 years of our marriage catering to you. <laughs> Somebody needs to cater to me now and then. I mean, do you see the inequality here? I do. Okay. As long as you see it, that's I fine. Well, folks, we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Family from the Heart. And, you know, we had no idea where we were going when we started this thing. But obviously, we've been here. And hopefully, this hasn't been too bad with our stripper boots in the middle. Hey, now. Thank you, Mardell.com, for sponsoring <laughs> this one. <laughs> If we ever lose our sponsorship, there's gotta we'll, be, there's we can gotta point be a, to this one. There's got to be a book out there on Mardell about how to um, respectively approach subjects with your wife. Yes, I'm sure there is. And All it would about fall under that. Effective communication. Yeah. Nice. 
Anyway, folks, if you are looking for a brand new Bible as a gift for Christmas for somebody, you know, the life application Bibles are the ones I love the most. And uh, they have tons of those. Any books you need, movies, DVDs, CDs. Um, they have educational materials for your small group Bible study. They also have materials for your entire church. If you, matter of fact, we have somebody who is responsible for buying educational material materials for a very large church, and you know these pe- people are using this ten percent discount, saving some money, but it's also very much communicating to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, that we appreciate their sponsorship. Including these silly episodes. Only that part was silly. The rest of it was fine. The rest of it was fine. And you know what, Maggie? I'm playing your your voicemail right now, and I'm going to fade out that other music. This is Maggie from Northern Virginia. I'm calling in for Family from the Heart. I meant to call with episode 76 when you guys talked about education and Matt and Megan in school. And you could have been talking about my brother and I. Um, I was, quote unquote, the smart one. And always got the good grades and stuff and my brother didn't for a long time um i don't know if i rubbed it in i don't remember rubbing it in i probably did because we were close enough in age to be pretty competitive for a lot of things um i know probably my parents compared more than they probably should have and that might have been part of his issue for a little while but for my brother it did not click until junior year in high school and he had some amazing teachers that, that I had as well, but who just challenged him and made him realize that school was really cool and everything. You could learn a lot. And now, my brother is one of the smartest people I know. Um, he reads, like, physics books for fun. Yeah. That's what he does for fun, <laughs> which I make fun of him for, but, but he's just very smart. He's into all of that sort of stuff. He's just, he, is, he is now one of the smartest people I know. So... You know, the school, and school is not always the best um, predictor for success, and I say that as a school teacher, and, you know, especially for boys. I'm, I'm even trying to fix that in my own classroom to be a better teacher to boys. Um, and, okay, Cliff, you're talking in 77 about a Kindle for every student. Would be great, because my school uses a ton of paper. I hardly use any paper, because we don't do that. In preschool, you don't do worksheets. But my school, including from preschool to sixth grade, has 830 students. A Kindle is, let's say, $300. I don't know if that's what it is, but a large Kindle is $300. 830 times 300. I can't do that math in my head. (laughs) And then what happens if a child drops it, which their children, they're going to do. I mean, I, I think that there are ways to improve technology. And I'm not saying it shouldn't, but I know, like, as sort of being in a school, I can see what would happen. A kid forgetting their candle at home, something happening to it at home, uh, you know. Great, and, and, yes, school should move in that way. You know, we have a lot of laptops, but there, I don't think there's a laptop for every kid in my school. I, actually, I know there's not. <laughs> so, it is an interesting debate. But the, the question, which comes to a lot of things in the world, where does the money come from to do that sort of thing? So yep. um, I love family from the heart. Um, and Oh, and I want to say the curriculum night. I'm trying to kind of figure out what that sort of is. My school does not have one. 
curriculum But it's just night. you go and you talk about the curriculum, I guess. What we have at my school is a back-to-school night, except it's not one for each grade. It's for the whole school, and you come back to school, come and talk to the teachers and stuff. And actually what we did this year was more of an open house kind of thing, and it was really, excuse me, the pickups all of a sudden. <laughs> um, a really kind of interesting forum because parents could just come in and kind of and then talk to you and then kind of go out and look, you know around the school. So I don't know if you know if the curriculum night is that same sort of thing or if it's different. So okay, well I love here love, it is. Love listening to family from the heart. Ready? And Wait for it. Talk to you guys later. Here it is. Bye bye. There it is. Maggie, thank you so much. Uh, you know the the whole Kindle thing, and then we'll we'll yeah. end the show here. The whole Kindle thing, I still think three hundred dollars per child, not a big deal. By the yes, way, but as April in the chat room points out, you still have to pay for the book after. Hold on. Okay. Uh, no, so three hundred dollars per child, but by the way, that's the cost right now for them distributing these Amazon Kindles. You know, overall to the people who just happen to buy them. But if there is a contract where like every student. You know, millions of these things being sold, the cost gets driven way down. Right. And then number two, how much do these school books that they're buying? You know, they, there's a math book, a reading book, there's the spelling books, there's the literature books, there's the Kentucky government books. I mean, these textbooks are costing no less than 40, 50 bucks per book per student in these schools, and they only last three years at most because they're there. And so with digital, it costs a whole lot to print these books because it's digital and it would be easier. So it'd be cheaper. I, th- I think in the long run, you know, and, and sure, you know, kids leave their books at home. Keep p- Kids lose their homework. You know, books get lost and stolen and all this other stuff. I mean, I, but yeah, I, I still see where you're coming from. But I think let's not say, you know, the what ifs. Let's see, you know, let's dream big and do something and, and move this thing forward and get our kids into this technology because it's all it's a digital world in the future i believe stephanie that's it until next time everybody shop at mardell.com use promo code gspn in the shopping cart and And join join the the community. community